Welcome to Spectacular Slovakia. I am Michaela Terencany and my guest today is James Thompson, who has lived in Bratislava long enough to almost consider himself a native Bratislavan. I asked James to take us to the Devin Castle today, so let's go. Hi, James. Hello, Michaela. <laughs> a native Slovak. I don't think I, I think that's for others to judge. Uh, well, I think you know Bratislava better than many people who okay. live here, which gives you the right to tell us something about, okay. <laughs> <laughs> about this, uh, its surroundings. So let's talk about the Devin Castle. This castle ruins uh, to the west of the capital. It is one of the iconic places connected with the, the Slovak capital, although foreign tourists might not be aware of its existence even. Yeah. So nowadays it's just a ruin, but it stands in a spot that was very important in different historical periods uh, for Slovaks. So where is it? <laughs> yeah, um, so it's just first to say, I think it, it it holds a significance for the the Slovak nation more widely. We'll go on to talk about that maybe a little bit later. But uh, yeah, it's, as you say, it's just to the west of Bratislava. It's actually technically part of the city, although it's in a uh, in a village which is not connected to the rest of the city. And it's at the point where the Morava River joins the, the Danube River. Um, and, and effectively, that's the border with the, the extreme western end of, of Slovakia. Um, so the the castle and, and the, 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 the village of Djevin overlook uh, uh, Austria on the other side of the Danube and the Morava River. Um, and it, but it's very close to, to Bratislava. It, you can get there on a, on a municipal bus. Uh, the buses go from, I think, underneath the, 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 the new bridge or the SMP bridge. Um, and um, and you can also get there, uh, you can walk there. It's close enough to, to make a, a, a half-day trip. Yeah. So where would you start that walk? It's a bit of a hike. Yeah, say. it is a bit of a hike, but it's it's actually a lovely walk. Um, so it, it, it's definitely it's something that which if you have a bit of time in, in Bratislava or if you live here, you should definitely aim to do. Um, there are a couple of ways of starting. You can either go to Delhajeli, uh, which is um, uh, on the effectively just off the the tram line that goes to Kalavaves and, and Dubravka, or you can go up as far as Dubravka, which is a suburb sort of towards on the edge of Bratislava, the northwestern edge of Bratislava. You can get there by bus or by tram. And from then you walk into the forest uh, that is immediately to the west of the city. Um, I say walk into, it sounds like a kind of bit vague. There are lots of trails and tracks in that forest. So there isn't a, I, there isn't a clear sort of entry point that, mm-hmm. that I would say, just sort of head west and you'll 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 find your way in eventually it, it, one way that i would suggest is to take the number 83 bus mm-hmm. up to dubravka and uh, you get off at jatevnia uh, which is almost the end of the line and from there that's sort of stara dubravka like the old the village that uses become the suburb of dubravka and um and from there you can fairly easily find paths up into the into the forest and basically from there you're heading up you just keep heading up uh, to the to the hill called Devinska Kobila, mm-hmm. which is immediately above Devin. Now, if you're a relatively brisk walker, we shouldn't take more than about an hour, hour and a half. Even if you get a bit lost on the way up, as long as you keep heading up. And um, and the nice thing about that is that um, it's there's plenty of cover because um, you're under trees most of the time. Um, it's very picturesque either in the summer or in the winter. This time of year, I mean, it's a bit sort of grim weather at the moment but um but in the autumn there are there are leaves in the winter it's often s- snow covered uh and in the summer there's a bit of cover from the trees on hot days mm. and then eventually at the top of this hill you emerge onto this uh with this amazing view 
of the Danube, the Morava joining, and, and a, a lot of uh, eastern Austria um, laid out in front mm. of you, as well as Kievin immediately beneath you and the castle ruins that you can see. Yeah, so that's probably one of the main reasons to go and, and visit Devin yeah, to, to yeah. get that view. Get that view, yeah. Um, uh, whether you hike there or whether you just drive up to the castle. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> but, but you mentioned it's also possible to, to take a boat trip to Devin. Yeah. So how does that work? Uh, well, the last I checked, although it's always worth um, checking what the current arrangements are because they, they <laughs> change fairly often. Um, I think the boats were going from the what's called the passenger port, which is on the um, uh, on the river bank uh, by the old town or fairly close to the old town near the uh, Natural History Museum. Mm-hmm. Um, and from there, there are boats, but I think mainly in the summer, that go up to uh, the landing uh, at, at Djevin. Um and it's a relatively short journey, uh, 15 or 20 minutes up there. And that's the same area that you get the, it's called the Lod, the Slovak boat that goes to Vienna, mm-hmm. um, not the twin city liner, which which goes to a slightly different place on the front. But uh, uh, it's, it's it's basically, if you look at the riverbank from the other side, from uh, from the uh, Petrozhalka side, it's, a, it's the large, ugly, square, concrete building on the riverbank. Okay. The good thing about uh, taking a boat to Devin is that you really get to see the the skyline of of Bratislava from yeah. the boat. So it's uh, yeah, um, you, you get you get a different view of the, of it's the city. It's a different perspective. Yeah. 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 I, I was just going to say as well that if you go take the walk up to Devinska Kobila, which is the which is, it's not massively high. It's about five hundred meters above sea level, so about sort of three hundred meters above the the uh, Devin and the river. Um, you then have quite a steep walk down into the, to the um, to the village. Although I noticed last time when I was up there, which wasn't long ago, they've repainted the signs on the trees, so it's quite easy now to find the path back down. Before it could turn into a bit of a, you know, a bit of freestyle abseiling, but um, but now it, it, the path has been marked, so you can get down there without risking your life. Okay, okay. So when you decide to hike to Devin, you might be following in the footsteps of uh, some very important historical figures. Yeah, well, well, it, it, yeah, it, it turns out everyone's been to Djevin at one time or another. Um, there are thought to be, well, certainly very early, th- th- there's been a castle on that side because it's such an obvious strategic spot um, for, for hundreds of years, possibly millennia. There may have been a, a Celtic settlement there, there are Roman remains there, and then there was a medieval cal- castle there of which the, 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 the remains, the ruins now stand. Um, but during the 19th century, um, it was also a place which took on um, a kind of n- national significance during the sort of Romantic era and, and the, the emergence of, of uh, not just the Slovak nation, but, but other nations in, in, in Central Europe. And um, in 1836, uh, Ludovic Stur, the, um, the father of the, the modern Slovak nation uh, and, and his merry bunch of friends, um, including Hurban and um, various other people, um, quite a large group actually, decided that they Essentially would... Essentially teachers and students yeah, uh, teachers, from Bratislava. Yeah, yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, uh, decided to get together and, and as, a, as a kind of statement of their of their national identity, could go out to, to Djevin on a day trip and, and sort of have an event there. I mean, it, it's, it's hard in a way for us to... Um, to 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 put ourselves in their shoes because this was this was an era, uh, you know, the 1830s, 1840s, where romanticism was a very strong theme in 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 the lives of young, educated people like Stor and his and his friends, and and so to go to Jevin and sing songs and 
declaimed poetry was was something that you know you kind of you did if you were of, of that of, of uh, it's i mean now you i don't know you'd, you'd sit at home and watch youtube videos or something well but, there are people you know yeah. who take hikes for nationalistic reasons no, i know <laughs> i know but also i suppose what i wanted to say was that nationalism didn't have quite the kind of uh, maybe quite the same hard, ugly edge that it that it does these days. And um, and anyway, they they just they went out to Jevin and um, and uh, among other things, they 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 sang uh, uh, a song which had only recently been uh, composed called Hey Slovatsi, which was composed by a, uh, a Slovak poet called uh, Samuel Samuel Tomasik uh, Tomasik, sorry, and um, and and which he'd written in response to visiting Prague and realizing that that German was the language of of, of, of uh, for many people on the street of Prague and and kind of thinking well we're, we're losing something here because even as a Slovak he regarded Prague as a, as a kind of symbolic place for for for, for Slavs and for, for Czechs and Slovaks and in fact this song which it has various different lyrics in in different languages but was adopted very widely in the in the uh, slavic world um became a kind of anthem for 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 um national emerging nations uh, in 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 the in the slavic world so it actually became the national anthem of yugoslavia post war yugoslavia uh, but there are versions of it in just about every slavic language um and again so, due to the later history of slovakia it has some uh, controversial yeah. element to it nowadays but that's right yeah at, so at, at the at the time of uh, ludovic's tour and and tomasek that wasn't the case yeah it, so, it, it it was it was a relatively new idea and so it, it wasn't just the, I don't want to limit this just to the Slavs. Also, this is the period where uh, Byron was was involved in the in the, the Greek independence movement. There were many nations emerging from under the, the kind of the, the medieval or, or early modern empires which had dominated Europe. And, and so, yeah, you're right. The, the a lot of these um, symbols became. Uh, were, were, were taken by by later nationalist movements and, and used and misused, um, but it still holds a place. This both this place and and that that, that kind of uh, movement hold, hold a connection yeah. to, to Djevin. And Djevin as a symbol now is really part of of the whole mythology around the, the Slovak nationalist uh, movement yeah. of the 19th century. But there's another monument under the castle hill which is connected with the later history yeah, of, yeah. of well, Slovakia and Czechoslovakia as so. i said because the because that's effectively the westernmost point of Slovakia and not of what was Czechoslovakia obviously the Czech republic is further west but but uh, of Slovakia um Djevin castle uh, overlooked austria and um because the 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 morava river is a considerably less significant barrier across than the than the danube um this was a uh, this was the iron curtain uh during the during the um uh, the, the the post-war period um and so uh, uh, several people um during the decades of communism uh either fled or attempted to flee from uh the the uh, from the, uh, the the eastern bloc to to uh, to western europe into austria and several were unsuccessful and were either drowned or shot on on their during their attempts to cross and so there's now a memorial uh, in in Djevin on the on the water on the, on the river bank uh, to uh, the people who uh, lost their lives trying to escape from totalitarian societies um and um there's actually little bits of 
what was the Iron Curtain still remaining, not not uh, which has been left uh, not far from Djevin. So if you go for a walk in Djevin, you can walk right around the uh, uh, the riverbank on the Danube side and the Morava side. And this was an area, remember, that until eighty nine was strictly forbidden. This was a, a state boundary, heavily fortified and also um, uh, sort of guarded by, by 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 border troops. So you can actually visit these these sort of what remains of the Iron Curtain, the barbed wire and the gates. Yeah. So a visit to the Devin Castle is in the first place very rich on, on uh, history. You're yeah. going to learn a lot about Slovak history Yeah. Uh, um, if you go. But of course there is also something for your stomach. Yeah, yeah, <laughs> so there is. I mean, <laughs> aside from that, Devin's actually a, a very nice little 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 village. It's a nice place to visit on, on its own uh, uh, for, for its own ben- uh, its own kind of characteristics. Um, and um, there are because there are a lot of visitors. There are also a lot of cafes and restaurants and 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 bars and places. And um, and there's a there's a cycle path also which begins in Djevin and goes all the way up the Morava River to to um, uh, uh, to towards the Czech Republic. So you can um, you can also turn it into a cycling day trip. I, I, there have been various fitful efforts to turn the road from Bratislava to Djevin into a cycle path. But I have to say. As a occasional cyclist, I I, I would hesitate to use that road uh, for for recreational cycling unless you're pretty confident because there, there's quite a bit of traffic on it, which is a bit of a downfall really because it, it would be nice to be able to carry on by bike, but you have to get to Djevin somehow. But in the summer, it is possible to I think put your bike on a bus to get to Djevin and then and then yeah. cycle from there. Um, but uh, yeah, the town is very nice, um, and and has and it's possible to visit the castle, of course, as well. There's a museum there that you can. Um, yeah, and if you're looking for a gastronomic experience, uh, you should definitely try the Ribeslak. Indeed, yes. So the it's a current. How do you say current? A current, a, a, a current. wine made from currants. So um, all kinds of currants. <laughs> we <have laughs> We've got red currants. We got black currants. Yeah, yeah. Um, <laughs> It, it, it's um it's quite an unusual uh uh drink um that's to say uh, wine made from from fermented currants um but it's um it's rather pleasant it's quite a sweet flavor obviously i i suppose um um but it's it's not unique to Djevin. they do make it in other places but it's it's the kind of trademark drink for for that part of well of slovakia i, I was going to say because there's some there's some kind of um discussion or argument i don't know what the right word is about whether Djevin is is in Zahoria or not. I think I think the Djevin people sort of say no, even though kind of geographically it does kind of look like it. Zahoria is the region of Slovakia west of the Mali Karpaty, uh, so between the Morava and and, and, and and where we, we um experience such delights as the 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 Stupava Cabbage Festival, for instance. And and Zahoraks have a have a kind of Zahoratsi have a have a kind of distinctive Slovak dialect. Um, and um, whereas I'm not sure they speak like that in Djevin per se, and because as I say, it's part of the city, so um, yeah, I'm pretty sure they don't. No, no, yeah. but um, but it's a kind of unique part of Slovakia. So not on, only in terms of its history, but also in terms of its uh, yeah, its its wine. So in the in the autumn, you can find uh, little kind of cellars, I suppose you'd call them little yeah. cafes, yeah. which 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 sell almost exclusively locally produced uh, Ribeslak, this uh, current wine. Yeah. So definitely worth a trip for that. Definitely worth a trip. Uh, autumn is the time and Ribeslak is the thing to do. Yeah, absolutely. Okay. Thank you. Thanks, James, for sharing something about Javin with us. You're very welcome. <laughs> 
Thanks for listening. If you like traveling around Slovakia and have recommendations you would like to share with our listeners, let us know at spectator at spectator.sk or on Facebook. For full information about traveling in Slovakia, visit shop.spectator.sk to buy our spectacular Slovakia travel guide. This was Spectacular Slovakia with Michaela Terencani, brought to you by the Slovak Spectator, Slovakia's English language newspaper. Special thanks to Tomáš Rybar for post-production of this podcast. Spectacular Slovakia is available on spectator.sk, SoundCloud or iTunes, with new episodes out every Wednesday evening.